2: Now, once again, here's Mark.
3: Well, welcome back, everybody.
2: Four minutes after the hour of eleven o'clock, we've got another hour here talking about cars, and you're more than welcome to join us. Most everybody calls in on the second hour, so if you jump quick, you got one of one out of five chances. Because Gil's the engineer and the the board op, and he's going to take your call at six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and we can talk about your particular problem and see if we can help guide you to a, a successful. Solution. We were just talking about the owner's manual and uh, and telling you that it's a crazy idea to, for people to tell you that that's not written for Arizona because they don't make one for Arizona. That manual's written for every part of where that car may live. And if you really want to call their bluff, walk into parts and ask them to, you want the Arizona owner's manual and you'll find out real quick that they're all going to be huddling around figuring out what the heck they're going to say to you. I'll tell you something else that um, that I know for a fact and it's been around since the 80s. Let me just start at the beginning. We started seeing these companies come out of the ground with all these fancy chemicals and the focus of the marketing was this, in my opinion, just in my opinion. If you can sell this service to your customer, here's how you sell it to your customer and the verbiage they gave you would suggest that your car would love you more if you did this on a regular basis. The car would break down less if you did this on a regular basis. The car will last forever if the engine will last forever if you do this on a regular basis. That that's something I've been in this business for thirty nine years. I started in a gas station in nineteen sixty eight and I worked four years in a gas station. Then I started with my own car repair shop in seventy nine and then we've been my wife and I have been in business since then. I've been through these kinds of seminars where they want you to sell this chemical. Let me tell you about the very first time. There was um, Pam and Butch that owned a company called, it was a parts company. And the parts company um, was, they sold parts to us. And so they had this salesman come in and he had this fancy dancy thing that you hooked up to the fuel system. And it cleaned the fuel system from the gas tank to the fuel injectors like brand new. So there was probably 50 shop owners and technicians in this kind of auditorium, and Pam had donated her Cadillac to be the one to be cleaned. So they have this little, you know, point. What do they call that? Um, PowerPoint uh, presentation, and they hand out the brochures to all the people, and they're going through all this stuff. Well, here's the quick end of this story. (laughs) They hook this up to the fuel injection rail, and they inject it into the running car. Within about three minutes, the car dies, <laughs> and, and, and it becomes very apparent this car ain't going to start. we got 50 guys underneath the hood trying to figure out how come this car won't start. So we artificially inseminate the car with some carburetor cleaner, and the car starts and runs, but it won't run it on its own. So we all say thanks, and we leave. A couple of days later, I call Butch, and, I, and his wife's car the one that, that died. I say, hey, whatever happened? And he goes, oh, he says, don't, that's, some, that's a touchy subject. And I said, okay, well, tell me what the touchy, he says, they didn't know that if they hooked that chemical up to that fuel rail, that it would go back to the, the tank and wipe out the fuel pump. And I said, so is that what the deal was? He goes, yeah. It, they filled my gas tank full of this caustic material because they thought it was going to go forward into the fuel injectors and clean them up. When in reality, it did go forward, but it also went backward. And see, we now know that's the return line. So we send fuel forward the motor uses what it wants and the rest of it goes back to the tank. So I remember that because (laughs) I never bought any of that stuff. So they came out with a procedure where you had to squeeze the return line and not let any of this stuff go into the tank. But if you didn't do it or you didn't get a good squeeze on the return line, then you were going to end up buying a pump. And back then in the early days, that pump was probably an $800 job with labor to drop the tank and replace the pump. So it was a really big item back then and and so we still have that today. We have a company right now that has come into my shop and says, you know, we have six different flushes for the transmission. The transmission, the brakes, the power steering, the engine cooling system, the engine oiling system, the differential, the uh, air filter, I'm making that up, and all this other stuff. Now Mark, if you buy this then you're going to make a lot of money. And also, we're going to put you on our website, and, so every, and we do national advertising, so everybody in your geographical area is going to know you sell this product. And, if folks, it's, it's a product that we're supposed to sell, and, and here's how we're supposed to sell it. Your car really needs this. This is going to prevent your car from breaking down. Your car's going to, and this, in so many words, this is what it is. Your car's going to love you if you do this once a year your car's going to love you and it won't ever break down we're going to nip the problems before they get going and so they want us to flush everything in Mark Salem's vernacular it's called a wallet flush all we're doing is flushing your wallet it has nothing to do with reality now you go into a shop and they say it's time to service your transmission it better be in your owner's manual and then they say the first time we serviced your transmission we took the oil pan off, we replaced the filter, and then we put four quarts back in it. But this time, may I suggest that you let us flush the transmission and get all 10 or 14 quarts out of it. It's up to you. I can drop the pan and change the filter. That's $200, or I can flush it, and that's $300. We now do that. We do it. I admit we do it. But it's in the customer's best interest. And not only do I do it, but I I tell you why on our our website, marksalem.com. So it's one of those things that I think it's best for my customers. You see, your transmission is going to shed clutch material and shed metal and shed asbestos parts of bands. The most is going to be in the first, excuse me, 30,000 miles. So I want to just take the pan off and I want to look for broken snap rings and I want to look for brass indicating there's a problem. I caught it while it's still in warranty. So I take the pan off, and we look at it. Oh, it looks fine. So we're going to change the filter, put four quarts in, poof, you're gone. But in reality, we didn't change all the fluid. We just did four of the 10 or 12 quarts. So the next time you come in, I already know the filter's clean. The next time you come in, I, I'd like to just change the, all the fluid. So I'm going to hook up a machine, suck out the old, push in the new, we're done. It's a quick, easy thing. But I want you to do a flush. I want you to do two flushes and then we'll pull the pan, two flushes and then we'll pull the pan. That's what's in my customer's best interest, but I'm not selling you a whole bunch of magic lotion that goes into your transmission that's going to make your transmission last forever and the transmission is going to love you because I'm putting this transmission stabilizer. I'm putting this transmission tune-up liquid in your transmission and they use all kinds of fancy words for that. So I don't have any chemicals I'm going to sell you unless we have a specific issue. You have a combustion leak, maybe a head gasket. Let's try some sealer. Oh, you know what? That fixed it. And it's probably not a permanent fix, but let's just go as long as we can. Well, I want to trade the car in next year. Okay, fine. I think I can get you the next year. So we do have chemicals. We have chemicals that, that uh, keep your transmission clean. I know, I know. Um We have chemical... I know that. I said... Okay. I know- okay. My wife is coaching me. Um, and, and that's okay. She's been coaching me for a long time. The The idea is, is that there are some chemicals that are useful. We might spray some chemicals behind the glove box in your evaporator area because it stinks and because it's full of green mold. We might use some chemical to clean that area out. But you came in with a symptom, it smells like bad stinky feet over there and you're going to leave with it not doing that. So that's the kind of thing. Okay, we got a caller. Who's that? That would be John. John, good morning. How can I help you? Hey,
4: Mark, how are you? I love your show.
2: Well, thank you. Thank uh, you very much, and I'm fine. Thank you.
4: Good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, make a quick point about what you were saying uh, where uh, the dealers or whatnot try to sell you on uh, Arizona manuals, donor's Uh manuals. The ironic or funny part about the whole thing is that, as you know well know, a lot of the proving grounds are in Arizona, <laughs> so before <laughs> they even release it to the public, it's been tapped out here in the heat, and they someone some of the climate.
2: You know, you're, you're exactly right, but here's the other side of it that some lady said to me on a radio show not too long ago. She said to me, do you think that they have a special manual for Minnesota and North Dakota when they're 20 below <laughs> zero? And I thought, that's pretty smart. And she wasn't even a blonde. But that's pretty smart. I know I'm gonna get in trouble fast. Yeah, so you are. I, I'm a, I it's okay. I'm willing to to get in trouble. For you're that. already
5: in trouble, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so you're right. You're absolutely right. Um I was I was going between Payson and up on the rim to Happy Jack the other day, and remember those trucks we saw that were all dressed up in masks? Mm -hmm. So you couldn't tell if they were Chevy Ford or Dodges, but they were one-tons, and they were carrying big loads. Mm -hmm. They were testing that truck in that kind of an environment. They can go from 1,500 feet to 6,000 feet. They can climb hills. They can pull loads. They can do all that kind of stuff, and I'm not mistaken. That was in the middle of the winter. Mm, wasn't that? I don't really remember. But it it yeah. certainly wasn't in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I think we were going up north for something. Yeah. But Nevertheless, yes, you're right. We see that, and all of you that are within the sound of my voice, you've seen it too. You've seen the car coming down the road or the truck coming down the road, and it looks like somebody's wrapped a big piece of... Wrapping paper around it, and there's no what brand it is. There's there's a there's a bra on the grill that takes away the takes away the you know Chevy emblem, Dodge emblem, Toyota emblem emblem. So y- you see those, and they're testing them in Arizona. So yeah, the manual is written for everywhere that car is likely to be, and anybody that tells you otherwise is lying to you. That's all there is. It's lying. They're lying to you. So, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, if you'd like to join us, you can. But let me tell you about a really good shop in Mesa. As a matter of fact, it's the only shop in Mesa that I recommend. Not because he's the best shop in Mesa, because he applied and he passed my very rigorous standards. He has to have insurance, he has to have ASC certified technician, he has to have five years of business, he has to have a clean, better business bureau record, all that, and everything else I can possibly check on him to make sure that you're taken care of. So Thompson's have been around a long time. The Thompson family, Brian and Thelma, their families have been in the car repair business probably since the sixties. So and and I know that because I know the Vivian name because I worked at his gas station. And I know John, his name because he had the Union seventy six at Country Club and University. And then I also know the Thompsons that they had one out there at I think it was Gilbert and Main Street. Cecil was his name, and he was a good guy. So those two kids, those two kids, I call them Brian and Thelma. Those two have some background. So they're on they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. It's a really good repair shop, and all you have to do is meet Brian or Thelma, and you'll know why I'm uh, I'm happy to recommend them because they're really pretty doggone good. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair. Since they've been around since '70, uh, under this regime. And they're on State or they're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Phoenix skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Phoenix. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa,
6: what's your favorite radio station?
0: That's easy.
3: Intelligent Talk. 960
6: The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques, so your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company phoenix body works we want to be your collision repair specialist call us 623-582-1434 monday through friday nine to noon on saturday
5: you need a plan as you get closer to retirement a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about the first step on that path is to tune in to retire financially fit with phyllis every saturday morning at eight your host is phyllis Sachs Pilvinus. she's the founder of psp and associates You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot.
1: Introducing the YMCA. What? You already know the why? Or so you think. Sure, you know the why for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the why, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the why as that place for lifting weights... We're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the why. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more.
6: Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org.
1: Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was
5: gone. So you're just giving up. Giving up on what? right now listen if winning the lottery were easy everyone would do it
6: when it comes to financial stability don't get left behind get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. this message brought to you by the american institute of cpas and the ad council
2: 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock my name is mark salem sitting next to me is renee salem we've been in the car repair business for um how many years almost 40
5: yeah Way yeah, that's right. Long.
2: It's going to be. Uh, when is it going to be? October. October will be forty years. Yes. Yeah, and I married her when she was ten. Now, mm-hmm. let me explain something. I got to clean it up because my wife said I got to clean it up. First of all, when it comes to flushing stuff, here's an appropriate um, way for the shop to tell you, Mrs. Salem. Um, can you come out here in the shop for a minute? I want to show you something. And they stick the, they pull the dipstick on your power steering reservoir, and they put it on a white paper towel and the oil in the power steering is virtually black. Then they go over and they pick up a can and they stick their finger in the can and they put it next to the black mark and it's cherry red clean as a whistle. You can see right through it. The fluid is transparent. This is your power steering fluid. This is new power steering fluid. I just want you to know that at the appropriate time you need to do it and I'm going to charge you $150 and this is not something that's going to cause you to break down. This is a maintenance issue and it won't take us but an hour. We'll flush out your power steering fluid. And Mrs. Jones, it's important to know that we're not going to get it cherry clean because you have sediment and your car's been around the world four times. But we're going to make it a lot better than it is right now. So that's your option. I'll put it on your ticket and I'll write down the price and you can have it done whenever you want. That's an, Now that goes for any fluid on your car. And you can say the same thing. Let me see what's on the dipstick and show me what you're going to put in there. If they look alike, somebody's pulling on your leg. So that's there is an appropriate time to do flushes. And thank you for reminding me that Mm -hmm. of that. But the liquids we're talking about: cooling system, brake system, transmission service, um, power steering fluid, differentials, transfer cases. um, Miss any? I can't think of any. Yeah, I think I pretty well covered Mm -hmm. them. Okay, let's go to Steve. Steve, good morning. How can I help you?
6: Hi.
3: I have a 2000 BMW 740 IL with 200 plus, a little over 200,000 miles on it, and last week my radiator, the tubes decided to expand on it, so I think I have a bit of a pressure problem, Um, and I I put a new radiator in, I put a new radiator cap on, Um, I'm worried about head gasket leak maybe, Um, I did a combustion gas test and it's not picking up anything and I'm not seeing any oil in the coolant. Or coolant in the oil. Um, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on what how I should proceed.
2: Okay. How? First of all, let me tell you that my my staff is not allowed to use combustion tests. Okay. Um, I can't tell you how many times. I can't tell you. I'm embarrassed to tell you how many times in the 70s and the 80s that combustion test sent us in the wrong direction. It's pretty doggone hard to be in business when you're pulling head gaskets that you promise them it's going to take care of it, and it doesn't take care of it. So it's pretty doggone embarrassing. So I don't believe. believe. Here's the number one thing, the number one thing, guaranteed, okay? You're driving down, and you have a little bit extra pressure in your cooling system because of a breach of the head gasket. You with me? Uh-huh. So, you park the car, and an hour later you come back. And when you start the car, that cylinder now has water in it because you parked it with full pressure, 15 pounds or about right. that. And that head gasket's going to seep or leak water into that cylinder. So, when you start it up, of course, BMWs don't really hum like that, but you know what I'm talking about. So, that's what you're looking for, and you're looking for an unusual consumption of coolant. So keep an eye in mind that there's a hot mark on your uh, your overflow and a cold mark. Forget the marks. I just want you to know that in the morning it's low, and in then in, when it's hot, um, in the afternoon it's higher. So the okay. fluid level's low, and then when it's hot it's higher. If you don't have any of those symptoms, and if you don't have an unexplained loss of coolant where the overflow ends up empty, and you don't have an engine miss after it sits for an hour after you park it when it's really hot, uh, forget the water and the oil thing too, because that rarely happens on a head okay. gasket. Um, so that's that's what I would do. I would do. And now another thing, you could take it to a shop and say, "How much to pressure test my cooling system for 30 minutes?" And they go, "We'll bring it in hot and we'll do it." Now they're going to lose a little bit of cooling as they open up the hot cap, but we're going to put something on the radiator and we're going to look at your cap. And it's a 15 pound cap. And at my shop, we go two over, so we're going to put 17 pounds in it. Hey, yes, it's sir. already coming warm. And so we walk away for 30 minutes, and it better have 17 when we get back out. And here's the cool part. If it's got a leak, if it's an external leak, they'll be cooling on the ground. If there's an internal leak, we'll have a loss from 17 pounds to 2, but when we start it up, it's not going to run very well. So, I mean, that's really, you're talking about $25, 35 to pull a car in for somebody and run a pressure test? Yeah,
5: I want to see it's about 40 but... Okay, mm-hmm. all right.
2: So that's, that's how it is. So... I think in the absence of those symptoms, I think you're going to be okay.
3: Yeah, I have been using some coolant.
2: Okay, well, and the easy part to do it with the pressure test will tell you that too. Now, a lot of times when it's a big head gasket problem, we'll pull the spark plugs out of it, pressure test it, and then crank it over. The cylinder that has water will shoot the water 30 or 40 feet. So that's why we cover the fenders with fender covers. And we always have the young junior technician stand there in front of the spark full of and say to him, hey, keep an eye on water when I crank it over.
6: You're mean. <laughs> you know what? They learn fast. They learn fast yeah. that
2: way. So anyway, that's what I would suggest you do. Do you live up near I-17 in uh, Deer Valley, anywhere up there?
6: No, I'm in A.J.
2: Oh, okay. I don't have a BMW shop. There's one in uh, North Scottsdale, and there's one uh, Action Auto up on I-17 and Deer... Is it I-17 or Deer Valley? Mm-hmm. Um, they both have really good BMW technicians. So if you need it, just get... Uh, my email address is mark at com, and I'll help you. Okay? okay well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Steve. Much. Thank you. You're welcome. Wayne, you're up next. How can I help you? I
5: have a question about an old Toyota Ford truck, a 97, 5.8 liter I left my fuel injection, 278,000 miles. Had problems with it, it, wouldn't run. They put in a new distributor
3: shop in the Mesa we took to. And uh, a week later, it sheared off the pin on the, the gear on the bottom of the distributor. So obviously, it didn't run. So it back, put a new distributor
5: in. So to get it, it just barely runs. Won't get up to 30 miles an hour. And obviously, they haven't solved
2: the problem. Well, well, I don't know what's the matter with your phone, but if you're on Bluetooth or if you're on a speaker, can you get off that? Sure. Okay. All right. Let me address that. If if for some reason or another we're going to shear the pin on the distributor, um, when they pulled the distributor out of it, they should have known that because the shaft would have been a two-op, two-hand operation. So it's not uncommon for us to lose a distributor at 250,000 miles. You know, that's six times around the girth of the earth. So, and then you said it runs bad when they get done with their their work. Um, That means that somewhere along the line the timing wasn't set right. So I I think I would take it well. and. You know, old guys like me, we look at the distributor and we can tell it rotates clockwise or counterclockwise, and we know advancing the timing goes the opposite way. So we just take a long screwdriver with a hammer and knock that distributor over, and all of a sudden it runs better, and then we just go till it pings. Now, this is you and I in the middle of nowhere without a timing light. Does that make sense? So I'm just going to advance your timing until it rattles, and then I'm going to back it off a couple degrees, and you and I are going to drive home. So I think... I think one and one equals two. It was running fine before you did the distributor, then we sheared the gear, then you put a new distributor in it, now it doesn't run fine. Well, it's because they got the wrong distributor, the wrong ignition pickup, the wrong module. Um, of course, the Ford has an external module, um, and, or they didn't time it right. That's That's all it boils down to. Anyway, Wayne, thank you very much. Good luck on your, uh, your truck, and I know you're fib- fibbing me because no Ford goes 278,000 miles, but that's okay. I'm not going to call it on, call you now on it. Anyway, 602-508-0960. That's the phone number, and, and I'm happy to take your Ford call, and you're welcome to beat me up about my tease and about Ford's, which is an argument that's been going on since the 50s. So I'm just one of those guys. We'll be back.
0: You're invited to tune into a show that will lift your spirits. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., join us at The Beacon, a radio show where we celebrate when God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable, featuring intimate conversations with people just like you. The Beacon Radio Show is presented by Phoenix Christian Preparatory School and hosted by PC alumnus Steve Woods. The Beacon, every Sunday at 9 a.m. on 960 The Patriot. To learn more, visit phoenixchristian.org.
5: Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy.
8: Hi, I'm Lavar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. Every child deserves to have access to books because children who grow up with books invariably do better in life than children who do not. Because the end, the endings of books, if it's really, really well done, that ending, that last thought should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. How do we get a diagnosis?
5: What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions do we need full-time care
7: are there any new treatments
5: so many questions where do you start how will i pay for this where can i get extra help alzheimer's.gov a reliable resource for information about alzheimer's and related dementias what happens next where can i find answers the answers start here all about
3: that demon all the Thirty-four
5: minutes after
2: the hour of eleven o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting here next to me is Renee Salem. We've been in business in the car business for a very long time. And you know what a segue is? A segue? Yeah.
5: Are you talking about those things you ride, or? Is that...
2: You know what? That's a pretty good. Oh. No, it's going from one subject to another okay. in a smooth transition. Okay. You ready for this one?
5: No, I'm not. Okay. Because I know what it's going to be. No, no, you auto. don't know. You don't oh, know. Oh, I don't.
2: I met a guy not too long ago at an auto repair shop, and he was really a nice guy. Okay. Really, really a nice guy. And I came to respect him because he was just one of those guys that I would want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. And he calls a radio station every once in a while. As a matter of fact, he's in queue right now. Okay. But I met him at Kurt's Automotive. Oh, yeah. And Kurt's is his garage. And he loves Kurt, and Kurt loves him. And Harry is just one of those guys that is the epitome of the customer you love the most. Okay. Okay, Harry, how was that segue? <laughs> wow.
6: I hope it's the right.
3: I'm. i Is it the
6: right Harry. I was
3: gonna say I. I, I hope hope <laughs> day keeps you uh, reined in, but I can see that it's. Uh, it's a long rein.
6: Yeah,
7: it's not possible, <laughs> Harry. I've tried.
2: Harry, I, I want to tell you. I want to tell you a story real quick, Harry. Okay.
3: Okay. Wait. All
2: right. Just calm down, Renee. (laughs) All right, Harry, you know I do a lot of legal work with attorneys and courts and insurance companies. So this lady hired me to look at a particular vehicle where the tires had fallen off. And um, in the process, uh, we had a car at the shop that was exactly like the car, so we were showing her what the lug nuts should look like and what the wheel is and all that jazz. So she asked a lot of questions about the shop, and so I decided to give her a tour. This is a true story because Renee's going to hate me for telling it. It's a true story, Harry. So, so. <laughs>
6: unfortunately, Harry will probably believe it. He knows it because
2: uh, it's true. So it I'm, 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 to
6: you. I'm walking
2: around upstairs, and I said, "You're probably not going to find another auto repair shop with a radio studio in it, but you know I can touch anywhere in the world right here." And blah blah blah. And so she's asking questions. And I said, well, let me tell you the best part of this that I'll take you to. And that's the men's locker room. They used to leave the lights on. So I put this, this automatic switch that when you come in, it turns the lights on. But it's only on for like three or four minutes. And I says, and so if they're in there a long time, they have to walk over the wall and wave their hand to turn the light back on. And then I said, I want you to look at something on the back side of the door. So we walk into the men's restroom. And I shut the door, and there's a big mirror there, and it said, would you want this guy to work on your car? And it's a full-length mirror. So as the technicians walk out of the locker room, I'm asking them, do you look as nice as you can? So we're sitting there talking, and I show her the light switch and all this kind of stuff, Harry. And I, I turn around and look, and in one of the st- stalls, <laughs> there's a pair of boots with pants wrapped around them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, you're getting a kick out of yourself. And,
2: and, and I I just, all of a sudden, I'm going, and I look at her, and I kind of move around to where she can't turn around to see the uh, the boots sticking through from the shitter area, and, and I go, there's someone here, we have to go. So I hustled her out. So about 15, 20 minutes later, I hear horrendous laughter downstairs. And they have been told by the young man that was in there during my tour <laughs> that Mark took a female attorney and he took her on a tour through the men's locker room.
6: <laughs> see, Harry, most of us are smart enough before we take anybody in
5: on a tour. We oh, might look in there? there first and see if anybody, yeah. Not Mark. He well, just barges right in. And I'll
2: I'll tell you something in the defense of the whole situation. There was nothing in the in the sounds of, of sound or smell that would suggest that someone was in there. It
7: doesn't matter, you still check.
2: Okay, and, and Alan says so we're all laughing and they're laughing at me, they're going, Don't when you hear a tour that's Mark's leading, don't go to the bathroom.
5: When Mark has guests <laughs> stay out of the restroom.
2: And so and so Alan says, Eddie Oh, I just gave him his name away. Eddie, why didn't you just go <laughs> and clean your throat real loud once you recognized that Mark had just brought a tour group into the bathroom? And Eddie goes, I was so stunned. He said, there was nothing I could do. But anyway, um, that's the life well, around Mark Salem.
3: Well, it's a good thing. That the attorney wasn't a real investigative attorney and started uh, checking
5: yeah, the place out a exactly.
8: little earlier.
2: Yeah, yeah well it's a good thing that she wasn't offended that I walked her into the men's restroom while somebody was in there going number two
7: <laughs>
3: you're
5: really getting a kick out of yourself Harry did you have a question or anything that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to change the subject please
3: well you you kind of touched on it a little bit and then you were talking about your, your one uh, customer and uh, all wheel drive I got an all wheel drive Honda Pilot and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's got the deal that tells you how inflation is on your tires and everything you know you can check at it right and uh i'm pretty good about checking my tires listening to you over the years uh, uh especially when i had an rv making sure that uh, the tire pressures were correct and you know when i stopped to uh, you know use my little uh, laser uh, temperature temperature yeah yep. right and uh, but i i did have problems with you know i, I went through about four tires on my uh my trailer in a year and they didn't have any miles on i couldn't figure it out and then you happen to say that you know they're only rated up to 65 miles an hour you know and i might have exceeded that a little bit you know at time
2: <laughs> oh well if you ended up with two blowouts mm-hmm. and and the tires oh, were I shredded to smithereens, I mean, just
3: destroyed them you know
2: but oh, okay. anyway my, right. my well, question it, is your wife was driving
3: well well gotta, she did tell me what tell the story noise. the truth yeah, yeah, she said, well, she would yes. say, what's that noise? And I and I kind of glance back when you see rubber flying and everything, you kind of know something's wrong, you know. <laughs> uh, luckily, it was a tandem, yeah. and I had a good uh, a good uh, uh, tow bar assembly, so I didn't really run into any yeah. trouble. But my question is, I, I, got, I have an all-wheel drive, and I kind of, you know, I check my tires and everything, even though it, sh- it shows on the, you know, the the Honda panel, you know, what what your pressure is. I know mm-hmm. they're kind of, you know, not entirely really accurate. And I, I've had a real, I thought it was a real good gauge over the years that I used for my RV uh, and everything. And we took a little run up north here uh, a couple weeks ago and came back. And uh, I had inflated the tire. I thought, boy, they're really down. They were about five pounds down. And I inflated them up and it showed my um, uh, pressure, you know, on the on the Honda panel as being higher. And I thought, hmm. yeah. So anyway, and it kind of rode a little rougher. So anyway... I'm thinking after you talked about diameters and whatever, you know, with with pressure, so I went out and checked my tires a little bit ago, and uh, I've got about four or five different gauges, you know, that I've had from over the years, and uh, my go-to gauge that I had in my vehicle, you know, uh, checking it with another, it showed about a five, six-pound difference, and I'm going, whoa. I'm thinking that's a little bit, um, you know, of a problem. So I find one that, or find two of them that kind of match what I have in my uh you know my uh, my panel on my um, uh, Honda, so I'm saying, well, right. these must be the, you know, the better gauges. My question is, what uh, what type of gauges do you recommend? Because I've got anywhere from MICER, Trueflite, you know, a, a bunch of different okay. gauges from over the years. So, all
2: right, uh, all right. Where, a- where a- do you get the answer? Them that, you know, what... that's not the answer. That, that's not the answer. Oh, okay. It's important to know that the, the TPMS, Tire Pressure Monitoring Systems, the sensors inside the tires are temperature corrected and also moisture corrected, and they have a much better scan, but 36 can be 35 to 37, so you can be off one or two. Okay. Uh, I want you okay. to know that that if yours were off, it would be probably the first one I've ever seen. The, the, the far more dependable of all the gauges, and, and, of course, you know that the gauge can vary. You can get 10 different tire gauges, and they're 10 by 10 right, different manufacturers, right. and they're they're all different. So the most dependable is what's on your dash. And as long as you say, okay, I'm getting on the freeway, and I am going to drive, oh, I see a 5-pound raise on these, then everything's working fine. I still want you to use your temperature gun because between your tire pressure monitoring system and the temperature gun, you are one hundred percent covered. So I, I, I would, not, I would throw the gauges away, and I would just use what's on your dash, and I'd use the gun. That's what I would do, Harry.
3: Well, I just caught a concern because this one I, I thought was really good uh, wasn't so good. It was really off.
2: Yeah. So. We we okay. most well, of us use digital gauges now, and but really and truly, if the if the tire pressure is 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 on the dash, we, we'll use that as the number one. Now a lot of them will just turn on the light and not tell you why, and that's where you have to have a gauge or a temperature gun. Right. But anyway, Harry, I'm up against a break. I gotta go. Thank you, Harry. Thank you for listening for my at my bathroom humor. And uh, and and six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back in a minute.
3: Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE-certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at thunderbirdautomotive.com. That's thunderbirdautomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. (laughs) This is the Terminator. Listen to America's money ace of the airways, Victoria McVeigh, here at 960 The Patriot. She's smart, savvy, and a serial entrepreneur. So grab your wine, whiskey, or Perrier and come play with Victoria McVeigh on Sundays at 8 p.m. She'll have you saying hasta la vista, baby, to your financial dismay.
4: And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse, because prediabetes can be reversed.
7: Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Prediabetes Awareness Partners. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now?
6: Nothing. That's
7: right.
2: 47 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my wife and I have had a heated argument about my bathroom humor, and at this point, she has been banished to the other room. <laughs> oh, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i got to
5: watch you for the rest of the day. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, Kurtz, we talked about Kurtz just yeah. a few minutes ago when we had Harry. Kurtz is up at I-17, in valley he's got Eric, he's got Kurtz, Kurt, and...
6: You uh, always do this I to me, do. and I, I always forget.
2: Eric and... and I'll think of it in a minute, but anyway, there are three guys there that know their stuff. All three of them are master technicians, but Kurtz really the general of the army at Kurtz. I-17 in Bell, northeast corner, has been one of my favorite shops for a very long time, as all of them are, and he's somebody who has fixed cars that others couldn't, but I sent them to Kurtz because geographically he was best suited for their geographical area. So mm-hmm. if you're anywhere near I-17 in Bell, Kurtz is a great place. And what else have we got going here? Oh, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. That's a phone number. If you have a quick question, you're more than welcome to call. Now, just on the other side of the town, we talked about Blackwell just not too long ago, 40th mm. Street and Greenway. Mm-hmm. I've known Tom Blackwell for 20 years. He's kind of like me. There's no filter between his eyes and his ears and his mouth. And what are you shaking your head for? Yeah, Just his be quiet. mouth I was gonna say. Your mouth, his okay. mouth, yes. And but Tom knows what he's talking about mm-hmm. and he works on like old hot rods all the way up to motorhomes like most of us do. But he's very principled and he and, and he has enough skills, he has a lot of skills, automotive skills, to know when there's a technician that might be BSing him mm-hmm. or might not be telling him the truth or might not match the diagnosis and the repair with the actual symptoms. So 40th Street and Greenway, that's the best I can do for North Scottsdale with respect to an automotive shop that deals in gasoline kind of cars. So if you're up in that area, 40th and Greenway, just north on the west side of the road is a great place to go. That's Blackwell Automotive. All right, do you want me to say anything else or apologize for anything else on this road? No, we don't have enough time. Okay, all right, well, then let me tell you about another good repair shop, Automatic Transmission Exchange. Phil is older than all of us. Yep. Phil I think he was I think he came over in the ark. He has been around a long time but Phil has something that very few people have. He was there when automatic transmissions first came around mm-hmm. and he's still there now. Yep. So Automatic Transmission Exchange, we affectionately call it ATE, was has been around since 1968. So he's been working on the 50s and the 60s and the 70s transmissions that are quite different but fundamentally the same as the new transmissions that we have today. Yeah. He's made the transition better than anybody I know. Mm-hmm. So that's Automatic Transmission Exchange. He's at 40th Street in Washington, the north side of the road. If you drive up and down Washington, you're going to say, oh. I've I've seen that shot before and you're going to know automatic transmission exchange so if you're in Phoenix and you need a transmission expert to drive your car tell you what this is doing what this hiccup means and all that other kind of stuff or a vibration on a 2-3 shift then Phil would be a good guy to stop by and more than likely someone will take a ride with you now As with all shops, you can't kidnap my lead tech Mm -hmm. and for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. You just have to be ready to demonstrate the problem, and hopefully you can have him back within 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So the best car repair shops list is on our website, marksalem.com. If you're looking for a good transmission shop or a paint and body shop, Um, if you're looking at tires, diesel, Mm -hmm. and just general repair, then it's a good place to go. And I think it's important for you to know that. On my website it says this if you go to one of my shops and you have a bad experience, you must file I want you to file a nice complaint with the Better Business Bureau. Nice means nice. Now the Better Business Bureau will investigate it and more than likely it'll go to the Auto Advisory Committee, which I helped found many years ago. And the 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 Issues with cars are very technical, so I put together a team of guys, and, and the Better Business Bureau ultimately trusted us to look at automotive complaints and come up with a solution or uh, respond to the complaint. So it's, it might go through the Auto Advisory Committee, but one way or another it's going to come out. If the Better Business Bureau tells the shop to write a refund check or to make a repair and the shop won't, I will up to $5,000. So if the shop won't replace your air conditioning compressor or fix your air conditioning, then I'm going to kick them off my list, and I'll fix it myself. Not myself, but Mm -hmm. I'll I'll have my techs fix your your car. But I'm a master tech, so I'm quite sure um, I'm capable of doing that kind of work. It's just that they're better than I am. It would take
5: you a little longer.
2: It would take me a little longer. (laughs) Or a lot longer. Or a lot longer, (laughs) and thank you for that, Renee. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) You're welcome. All righty. Well, car repair is difficult at best. Um, but but let me tell you the procedure and I think you'll find this normal. I think most of you could do this. And why are your pants on your head?
6: <laughs>
2: I love you that laugh, commercial. I know,
6: you laugh at that commercial every time. I
2: love that commercial. I love that commercial. At the very end she says to her son, why are your pants on your head?
5: Yeah, mine aren't,
2: but yeah. go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you might, you, I mean, Create that uh, know. perception. Yeah, this that is, visual. You don't want. I don't know. Alright, the first thing we have to do is we have to interview the customer and we have to get the symptoms from the customer. We don't want you coming in, ladies, and just telling us to flush the cooling system because your husband said so. Just tell us to call your husband because 99 times out of 100, the diagnosis for wherever it came from, the husband, the boyfriend, the, the brother, the dad, or the uncle in Massachusetts, whatever, he doesn't have the benefit of having a car. So we're going to guess with your money. If you come into my shop and many others and you tell us what to do, we're going to have you sign a, a form that says, I am dictating the, the work and I accept full responsibility if it doesn't fix the symptom. Right. So anyway, the bottom because, line is... Yeah,
5: a lot of times they want to hide the symptom from you and just tell you what to do and then they come back and they say, well, that didn't fix what I... Well, no, because you didn't tell us that part you, of it. We
2: That's write different. down everything you say. Right. So you missed the symptom part. But anyway... Our job is to get the symptoms out of the customer. Once we get the symptoms out of the customer, then we're going to bid the diagnostic fee, and that should be a window, 50 to 100, somewhere around there, 75 to 100. I You, you hear me use 75 to 125 a lot. I'm trying to cover everybody. Mm-hmm. So you, they're gonna, you're going to okay the diagnostic. Then the shop's going to diagnose the problem. They're going to determine what parts are needed, what labor's needed. They're going to put together their estimate, and they should have parts, labor, shop supplies, environmental services environmental charges and sales tax they should have all in so then they're going to call you and they're say, they should say to you mrs salem um, you had a vibration we've diagnosed the vibration is the right front axle and the axle is bad we want to replace the axle your diagnostic fee was seventy dollars and the axle is going to be 300 so you're gonna have 3 hundred seventy dollars and that's right your check before you get here because that's all it's going to be it's not going to be a penny more so, at that particular point, the shop has to fix the car. The technician who felt the vibration has to go drive the car to make sure that the vibration is now gone. The same guy has to drive the car. Then he has to sign off that I fixed it. Then you come in and we say, We came in underestimate, we fixed the vibration. That's the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's what has to happen. But, ladies, I feel for you because so many times you're told what to say to us and but you can always turn that around and just say, Here's my husband's cell phone. give him a call and and uh, he'll help you understand the symptoms,
5: yeah, or the driver of the car, whoever drives the car, it's easier if we talk to them because they know you know people think that we might know a noise that's not supposed to be there, but if we don't drive the car every day, we don't know that that is an abnormal noise to us, it's probably normal. Well, and
2: the, 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 you're, you're exactly right. You know in our, our policy is is we don't do noises unless you can show us the mm-hmm. noise. Okay? We're not going to fix noises because we are wrong. And historically, we're 50% of the time we're wrong. We fixed the wrong noise. Mm-hmm. There was an El Camino came in not too long ago, an older one, and he had this, this hard thump underneath the hood. And admittedly, it took us a while to find it. But he forgot to tell us that it only happens with the air conditioning on so the low-pressure line from the compressor is a big fat one the high pressure is much smaller well the, the high pressure that that line went along the fender well the bracket was missing the bracket that holds the line firmly to the fender so the vibration of that hose caused the noise so it was really just Put a new bracket on it, mm-hmm. but but he could duplicate that noise, and he told us how to duplicate it. And when he took our guy for a drive, he said, "See that? Hear that? Hear that?" Well, the guy's sitting on the passenger side, and he goes, "It's right in front of me." Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's right in front of me. <laughs> sometimes on noises though, we'll make him switch. So Tom and Eddie will go drive it. Tom mm-hmm. will drive, Eddie rides. Now sometimes Eddie's in the back seat on the left, back seat on the right, in the passenger seat. So we rotate that second guy around. And he can say, "Oh, there's no question; it's the right rear." Mm-hmm. So that's what. Then the driver has to rotate around, and Eddie drives the car, and the driver has to agree it's in the right rear. So that's and and yeah, there's some uncompensated time there. We're not going to charge you for two technicians for 20 minutes. At least we won't, and many other shops won't either. It's just one of those things. It's just something that has to happen in order to effectively fix the car. Now. If, you're gone, if there's two guys gone for a half an hour, they should have been smart enough to bid that basically one hour's worth of diagnostic time. Right. Because when they come back, they're... they're Now, if they come back and they still can't find it, that's kind of time that you can't bill. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't fruitful time. And it wasn't that you didn't try. It's just that once you fix it, everybody will know why you missed it mm-hmm. or why it didn't happen when you're in your car. But those are things that really um, are difficult for us noises, whistles, vibrations, engine runs poorly at six o'clock in the morning, Um, the car only dies at three when I stop at this traffic light, those kinds of things are the really difficult ones. Now, there are times that shop has to say, you need to wait until it gets worse and easier to find. But the shop can say, oh, don't worry about it, that's not going to leave you stranded because they don't know what it is. So they can just say... We can start guessing with your money. This is this scares them though. Mm-hmm. We can start guessing with your money, and I can tell you, we can probably spend five hundred to a thousand dollars guessing, or we can wait till it gets worse and easier to find. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, the customer is going to take, hey, we'll wait till it gets worse. Yeah. But what happens if it breaks me down? I can I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I can't really tell you. Anyway, my email address is mark at If you have a car question 24 hours a day, you can send it to me. Send me your phone number, and uh, I'll call you from my block cell, and I'll do all my best to have a good exchange with you. But as you well know, I can't fix your car over the phone. But I can send you in the right direction. Mark at Drive safe